I wanted Corbin Burns on the Dodgers. That's not going to happen. He got traded to the Orioles, who are in, uh, unlikely to flip him at the trade deadline because they're probably going to be good again, which means we probably won't see Corbin Burns in a Dodger uniform anytime in 2024. We will talk about whether the Dodgers could and should have made the trade that the Orioles made with the Brewers. And then we'll talk about what this might mean for the Brewers as far as being open for business. Could Willie Adamas and or Devin Williams be on the trade block? We'll, we'll dig into that and how the Dodgers might be able to get them. Let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is my co-host, Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like most of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And Vince, uh, today is going to be uh, all about this trade that the Brewers and Orioles made uh, because there are a lot of Dodgers elements to this. Corbin Burns got traded to the Orioles for... Uh, two young guys, I think one is technically a prospect still, one is not, um, and and then a draft pick. We'll talk about what an equivalent trade might have looked like for the Dodgers to make that trade, and then uh, you know whether we think that they should have done that. And then, uh, you know, in the next two segments, this might mean the Brewers are open for business, so we're going to dig into possible trades there. But starting first with Corbin Burns, uh, I, I was bummed when I heard that he was going to the Orioles. Uh, I was driving home tonight listening to uh, MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM, and just on their little uh, commercial break thing, uh, they mentioned this news, and I got home and checked Twitter, and it had just broken uh, that Burns has been traded to the Orioles. He, he's a rental. He's already said he plans on testing free agency after this season, uh, but I still, you know, I would have liked to have Corbin Burns in a Dodger uniform. Even after all the pitchers they've signed, I still was like, uh, I wouldn't mind having Corbin Burns. Yeah, you, you know, that's a Dodger fans we're, we're greedy now. We want everything. And realistically, you know, it, it seemed like the Brewers were going to try and, and win, and they still could. I mean, both guys that they got could contribute to the major league team this year. You know, maybe not Corbin Burns level, but they, they they do have they did get two guys that could be on the major league roster this season, and you know for the Dodgers it, it seemed like if the Brewers are going to kind of go for it, you might have to wait to the deadline and get them maybe even a little bit cheaper depending on you know that always remains subject because uh, there could be more teams going after him at the deadline. But whatever the case, yeah, a little disappointing in that end, but then also opens a few doors, which we're going to talk about that could be enticing for the Dodgers and gets you maybe a little bit more pumped as, Hey, maybe the Dodgers could do some, one more thing before we get to spring training or even after they get to spring training. Yeah. And one of the things that 
you know, the Dodgers couldn't have made this exact trade because the only draft picks that you can trade in Major League Baseball are the what do they call competitive competitive balance picks, uh, picks that that uh, small market teams get uh, in between rounds, and the Dodgers don't have any of those to trade, and so they couldn't have made that ex- this exact trade. So they would have had to trade uh, three players instead of just two in a draft pick, uh, and so it's it's hard to figure out. Okay, well. That pick right now is technically it's currently 34th in the in the draft, so who's an equivalent of roughly a 34th rounder? So it gets kind of muddy trying to figure out. But when we look at the two guys, the actual players who the the Brewers got, DL Hall and Joey Ortiz. Uh, Hall is a pitcher who they hope to that he'll be a starting pitcher. He pitched in relief with the Brewers this last year. Uh, there's a lot of hope. Uh, even the Orioles hoped that he would turn into a starter. His, he was a guy who was a fairly high-ranked prospect for a while, and then his prospect shine has come off some. He was as high as like mid-50s a couple of years ago, but then he was down in the 90s heading into the 2023 season, and now he's not on list because he's a major leaguer now. Uh, and so I saw uh, Josh Thomas on Twitter had, had at first compared him to uh, Emmett Sheehan as far as trade value goes. Uh, and then he kind of reconsidered. So, well, maybe Nick Frosso instead. Uh, I think the bigger question mark is Josh had kind of uh, equated Joey Ortiz along the lines of Dalton rushing. And if we're looking at a Dalton rushing and Nick Frosso and somebody else who's the equivalent of a 34th overall pick uh, for one year of Corbin Burns, uh, that 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 makes me feel a little bit better about the Dodgers not pulling off the trade. Uh, not that that's a deal breaker or anything, but you know, Dalton rushing for me would be very hard to give up in any trade, let alone for a one year rental. Yeah, it would be. It said it'd be tough, and, and you know, you kind of go by the equivalent of Joy Ortiz was a top one hundred prospect. Dalton rushing is a top one hundred prospect. You know, different positions, so that's a little bit. You know, not a complete and, and you know, some, the same across the board. But uh, you look at at DL, who was a top 100 prospect previously. You know, Nick Frost was in the top 100 and, and most places, at least, or even toward the bottom, but still there. Uh, and then you look at someone that, you know, f- between a first and second round pick somewhere in there. And it, you know, wouldn't necessarily have to be like a first round pick of the Dodgers recently. It could be somebody, you know, else that has become developed by the Dodgers and has become more of a prospect or, you know, whatever the case they were looking for. And I think, I think for me, the, the overall trade, yeah, if it was rushing and Frasso and maybe somebody else, that's a young prospect. It doesn't seem likely that the Dodgers would have done that anyways, but even on top of that, I don't think the Dodgers necessarily could have matched up because, you know, they don't need a catcher necessarily. They have Contreras. They did kind of need a shortstop if Willie Adamas leaves after this season. The Dodgers don't have any shortstops that are top 100 prospects. They have the guy they got from the Yankees, who's close-ish to that maybe. Uh, and then other than that, they don't have any other shortstops that are close to major league ready that are top prospects. So it might be a matter of it just never worked out in the sense of what the Brewers were looking for. And, you know, the Brewers, this is I've seen it compared to like a raise like trade where they're trading somebody on their major league team, but also getting back a bunch of team control for guys that are, can contribute to the major league team now. And the Dodgers would have had that in terms of arms, but I don't know if they would have had that in terms of position players. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and going back to the rushing thing, Craig Goldstein had a back and forth with Josh uh, about, you know, quibbling with the comparison of Dalton rushing. And so if we think of it, at, you know, somebody else, like if we, if you think of it as uh, Nick Frosso and Andy Pajes, well, suddenly that's more palatable. Uh, but again, like the, the Brewers aren't necessarily in need of, uh, of outfielders right now either. And, and so, like you said, the matching up positionally, you know, when you're, when you're drafting or whatever, Teams don't really worry too much about positions. You go for the best player available and trust that things will work out over time. But when you are trading for guys who are major league ready, yeah, it makes sense to trade for guys who you have room for on your major league roster uh, positionally. And so, uh, and then also you have the fact that the Dodgers have, uh, they've signed what? They've signed two pitchers and traded for one this off season. Plus they're getting Walker Bueller back from surgery. So the Dodgers have uh, plus all their pitching prospects. The Dodgers don't necessarily have a need for Kerbin Burns right now. Obviously Burns makes every team better. Um, and he's bumping the sixth guy. Uh, but you know, when that sixth guy is a promising prospect or a handful of promising prospects who are going to uh, move in and out of that sixth rotation spot, uh, it is, yeah, I don't know that would have made a ton of sense for the Dodgers to go all in for one year of Corbin Burns uh, when he doesn't improve the Burns doesn't improve the Dodgers as much he pro, as he improves the Orioles probably because who he's bumping out of the rotation for the Orioles is probably not as good as who he'd be bumping out for the Dodgers if that makes sense. Yeah, real quick, the one other thing I did think about was if they hadn't traded Michael Bush, would that have been tight? He doesn't play shortstop. And again, if they were looking for just a straight shortstop, no. But if they're looking for somebody that can play potentially infield, this guy, Michael Bush is more of a hit first prospect, where Joey Ortiz is a little bit more of a glove first prospect. But I did think, like, mm, if they would have kept Michael Bush, I wonder if that would have enticed the Brewers. Yeah, could have been interesting anyway. Uh, but speaking of Brewers and shortstops, we're going to come back in a minute and think, uh, talk about whether the Brewers trading for a young shortstop means that they're slightly yes, less young shortstop is on the trade market and where the Dodgers ought to jump on that. So that's what's uh, coming up. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and maybe placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. There's probably a ton of fun things. It's not just betting who will win Super Bowl 58, but you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and probably a lot more silly things. I know, uh, was it last year that uh, the Eagles and the and the Chiefs played? And uh, they had a, a uh, parlay where if both Travis and Jason Kelsey scored a touchdown, uh, you could have made a ton of money. Well, Jason Kelsey doesn't score many touchdowns. In fact, he's never scored one, but you know, that's one where you put five bucks down. And if he happens to uh, recover a fumble in the end zone or something, uh, you could have made a ton of money. There's a bunch of silly things like that. You can bet on and straight up who's going to win uh, spreads, all that stuff. So whatever it is, new customers join today and you will get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
We are back. We want to thank all our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're not an everydayer, it's real easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. For just a few bucks a month, you can text with us. We will text you our thoughts when news or rumors break. Uh, and you know we'll have during the season we'll have some exclusive pregame stuff when Vince is at the games down on the field all that uh, and you can text back and forth with us to have actual conversations it's been a lot of fun uh, we're going to be doing a mailbag episode soon and we will be giving some priority to our insiders with some of their questions uh, we actually got quite a few good questions from them on on Thursday expecting to do a mailbag episode for this one and then the Corbin Burns news broke so uh, if you want to co- become an insider it's not too late so go to Join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers and also be sure to check out locked on sports today and locked on sports Los Angeles, the two 24 seven streaming channels on YouTube from the locked on podcast network, your team every day. With all that said, let's jump back in. Willie Adamas is the Brewers shortstop right now. Joey, Joey Ortiz might be their shortstop of the future. I think that's their thought in trading for him. And, uh, you know, as soon as he, I mean, he played a little bit in the big leagues with the Orioles, uh, last year, it's not necessarily that they have to trade Willie Adamas now because Ortiz can play a couple other positions. It's not, he's not so ready for the big leagues that it would be, you know, a crime to start him in the minor leagues, but he is ready. He's probably ready to be a big league shortstop and, uh, they don't need two of those. You can only play one shortstop at a time in baseball. Uh, and so the Dodgers on the other hand, don't necessarily need a shortstop, but, uh, there's been a lot of concern about uh, about Gavin Lux's defense at shortstop, especially coming off the knee injury. I, you know, I think everybody expects Lux's defense to be a little bit of an adventure there, uh, and so you start thinking, well, maybe one year of Willie Adamas. He only has one year left before free agency. Maybe one year of Adamas to let Lux get fully healthy before he takes over at shortstop might not be the worst idea in the world. Yeah, for me, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It's one of those where I don't think if you bring Adamus in, you're either sending Lux out or, you know, because that's another year of Lux. I mean, he's already had a couple years in the majors last year with the injury. You know, you kind of forget that he's been in the league a few years now. So it seems like you're just kicking the can down the road and eventually you can't kick that can anymore uh, when it comes to Adamus. I do think acquiring Adamus you know, makes sense for the Dodgers right now, just for the simple fact of a little bit of a known commodity. Uh, he has had, you know, he was really good when he first came over to the Brewers. He's had uh, not the greatest seasons or not as great a seasons, as great a season last year, but in the last three years, you look at him and he said 25 homers, 31 homers, 24 homers. He's had positive war each of those years. He's hit uh, slightly above average in two of those years, except for last year. And you know, you're getting a guy that can play shortstop in the major, you know, on a consistent, strong basis. Uh, and you know, it's a uh, somebody that that gives you, like I said, a known commodity. Whereas Gavin Lux, you know, you would, I wouldn't say Willie Domus is someone you hope he would become because they're different types of players, but that type of somewhat consistency that he's given the last few years. Uh, is something that, you know, you would wish Gavin Lux grows into. So if it, it just depends one of those, like, you know, if you're looking at next year as a, okay, go all in year because, you know, you have to ask around a one year and then, you know, you have, or you want to fortify your offense even more, have a little bit more guarantee 
uh, because, you know, you don't have Otani pitching. Whatever the case is, they can go for Adamus right now, and it would make sense. I'm not advocating 100% for it, but I do think it makes 100% sense if they wanted to try and do that. It could also mean that they try to create a bigger package for the guy we're going to talk about in the next segment. Yeah, and I've been uh, I've been thinking about Lux because – you know, obviously, like you said, he he's a big leaguer. He needs to be playing uh, at least somewhat regularly in the big leagues, and you know he he doesn't. I don't think they want to give up on him as far as trading him. Uh, you know, I don't think he would be included in a trade. Uh, but you know, I started thinking about other ways they could make it work. And you know, Lux has played. Obviously, he's played a lot of second base, and he's played left field and center field. Uh, you know, not either particularly well, but, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, you know, there was the funny instance where he ran into the wall and they put the, the tape line uh, tape outline on the wall. Um, but overall, I mean, he's an extremely good athlete. And so, you know, I start thinking about, uh, Lux as that potential Chris Taylor type, uh, super utility guy. And whether that's instead of Chris Taylor or, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, you know, if you have Lux and Willie Adamas, do you need Miguel Rojas anymore? Um, you know, so the, there's a couple guys at the margins of the roster. Basically, Chris Taylor, Miguel Rojas, and and Manuel Margot are three guys who you could make room for Adamas as the the primary shortstop and Lux as more of a utility guy who gets some starts at shortstop uh, by moving one of those three guys. And, you know, it, it maybe weakens you. Well, I think defensively Lux wouldn't be the same super utility guy that Chris, Chris Taylor is. Uh, but you're also getting a huge boost defensively going from Lux to Adamas. I think offensively, they're probably close to a wash. They're much different offensive players, but, overall value they're probably getting to Lux and Adamas are probably getting to roughly the same offensive value uh, in different ways but you know defensively Adamas would be an upgrade and, and I think there's a lot of value there he's basically Miguel Rojas if Rojas could hit and uh and there's value there uh it's I don't know like I don't know I feel like I want this to happen suddenly uh and, and you know me I'm as high on Lux as anybody uh but having the opportunity to have Lux play a lot of different positions and then ease into the last two years before he hits free agency as being the Dodgers everyday shortstop. Uh, you know, I am, I like the idea of them making that happen and whether that is at the expense of Rojas or Margot or Taylor, uh, one of those three guys, I feel like, uh, and probably in that order. Uh, Rojas and then Margot and then Taylor, as far as my preference of who they would uh, move out to make room for Lux to be that more of a utility guy. Under the guise of, okay, you're coming off major injury and maybe we, we want to ease you in. I think that makes sense in terms of them not giving up on him. But I think if you don't trade him away, I think trading him away and trading for a shortstop would be the same in turn, not giving up on him, but just like, you know, we might not figure it out, but they do have the caveat that, okay, you're coming back from injury. So this is why we're doing this. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I feel like either way, depending on what else or what they give gave up, I wouldn't be upset either way. 
Yeah. Uh, Lux, you know, I, I don't like the idea of trading him because I do think he's going to be a very good hitter and, and also the speed, you know, so when he is not in the starting lineup, he is a uh, potential pinch runner. And, and like I was talking about the other day, that was like the only argument really in favor of bringing Kike Hernandez or of keeping Margot over, over Kike Hernandez is that Margot is a better base runner. Uh, but you know, uh, having a, a pinch runner like that could be valuable and obviously, uh, yeah, it, it really comes down to if they traded Lux, then it diminishes some of the upgrade because then they're getting Adamas's upgrade on defense, but they are losing Lux's bat. Whereas if they kept Lux, they could have him replace one of the lesser bats that's currently on the team. So a uh, lot to think about. And and like you hinted at, it could be that Adamas would be part of a bigger deal with the Brewers because the Brewers have one of the best relief pitchers in baseball who has, I think, two years left on his deal, and the Dodgers could definitely use that guy. So we're going to come back and talk about whether Devin Williams could find himself in Dodger blue. So please keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Logix. You know, on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in L.A. right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logic's. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. Remember, you can become an everydayer by watching and listening every weekday morning. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. Get our thoughts before you hear it on the podcast and text back and forth with us. Just a few bucks a month and there's a free 14-day trial. And be sure to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network. Vince, Devin Williams was, uh, I think he was named the best reliever in baseball last year. Uh, after the Brewers traded Josh Hader, Williams uh, just slid right into that closer role and was awesome. Uh, last year, he had a 153 RA. He was 36 for 40 in save opportunities. Uh, his his FIP was 266, which is higher than 153, but still very good. Uh, his FIP the previous year, ERA 193, FIP 201. Uh, he gets a ton of strikeouts. He has a reasonable walk rate, uh, and he hardly gives up any home runs. His best pitch is this changeup that's just ridiculous. You know how I feel about changeups, Vince. And uh, Devin Williams may have the best changeup in the major leagues. And he has two years left before he hits free agency. Uh, if the Brewers are open for business, the Dodgers, like we've talked about, they don't necessarily need a closer, but. Devin Williams is a guy who makes every bullpen better because he is maybe the best relief pitcher in baseball. And so again, you, you pair him up with Evan Williams, Evan Phillips, Evan Williams. Is that a bourbon uh, man for, yeah. for the guy who doesn't drink? I sure did just say Evan Williams said Evan Phillips. Sorry, Evan Phillips. Uh, 
you know, but pairing up Devin Williams with Evan Phillips, uh, and then you know whoever else, Joe Kelly and Blake Trinan, and you know uh, all the other guys. The Dodgers have we don't really know what their bullpen's going to look like, but it would be better with Devin Williams, right? Well, the sponsorship is there now. If they do trade for him, and Evan Williams could sponsor the eighth and ninth inning. Evan, um, comma Williams. Yeah, who's yeah. pitching the eighth and the ninth? Evan yeah. Williams. Yeah, I mean, I love Devin Williams as a pitcher. I've, you know, I, as a guy, he's, you know, very cool. Other than he was the one that punched the wall, right, and missed the playoffs. Was that him? Yeah, right. So, I, I know he missed the playoffs in 2020. I don't remember I'm the pretty, reasoning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. And, you know, he, he talked about it and, you know, he fessed up and not fessed up, but, you know, he, admitted to what he did and what, how it was wrong and everything else. So I think we're beyond that. And and the guy you're getting is, you know, I talk about uh, baseball savant pages a lot on here, but you go look at his and it's dark red in almost every category. And, you know, that that's ideal. He, he has the pitches to make it work and he's already done it as a closer. He's been really good. And it, I thought there was no chance of the Brewers trading him when they, uh, Avoided arbitration, signed him to a one-year deal, and I think had an option or something like that. Uh, or basically, they got him for two more years for sure under contract. And it was one of those, well, okay, now that that pipe dream of Devin Williams is gone. But now Ken Rosenthal mentioned in his article about the Corbin Burns trade that they might be open to trading him. And and I think for the Dodgers, of the guys we've talked about, you know, Emmanuel Classe and then, you know, Hater from before and and some of these other people that they could go after. I think this would be the guy that you do try and go after and use prospects if you need to. Because we talked a lot about young pitchers yesterday and, and you know, Kyle Hurd or Nick Frosso, if, if they did become bullpen arms, the ceiling is Devin Williams and you'd be getting that right now. Yes, you would give up some years of control, you know, basically four years of control if they started playing this season. But I think it's worth it in that sense when you have somebody that has been able to prove it and, you know, I think would fit in really well with this team and this roster. But I can see the flip side of I don't want to give up a lot for a reliever, and I think that's kind of where I'm sitting a little bit of in, in between, like, all right, cool. that I really want it to happen, but also, you know, don't. I don't, and Andrew Friedman's not going to panic or anything because they don't need Devin Williams, but it would be a very, very big luxury. Yeah. And, uh, and that maybe that is where bundling him with Willie Adamas comes in, where you are, you know, you're not necessarily giving up a lot for a reliever. You're giving up a lot for a reliever and a shortstop. And, you know, a guy like Miguel Vargas maybe makes a lot of sense there uh, because he doesn't really have a spot on the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, if it's Vargas and one of those, you know, guys like Frosso or Hurt, who we've talked about, you know, you could sell that. The Brewers could sell that to their fans as, hey, this is the next Devin Williams, except we'll get six years of him and we only had two years left of Devin Williams. Um, you know, there's some potential there. Uh, it would be, again, it's if Devin Williams is on the trade market, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in him. And, I don't know that the Dodgers will get into a bidding war for a reliever. He's 29 years old, uh, 29 and a half, and, and, you know, two years of team control left. I think the Dodgers will be realistic about this. They've already done their their stupid money this offseason. I think they're probably back in realistic mode. Um, and it so, wouldn't cost money, though. It wouldn't be a money. Thing. Yeah. But, you know, 
even with prospects, even with the number of prospects the Dodgers have, I don't think I don't think Williams is the kind of guy they're going to overpay for uh, at this point. In you know, but I, I could be wrong, and I part of me hopes I'm wrong because like there there's not much I don't like about the idea of Devin Williams. I looked up it was 2021 that Williams punched a wall. I know he missed the series against the Dodgers in 2022, and it was like we found out the day of or the day before that he was missing, but I don't remember. He got, it was an injury, I believe like an actual injury. Yeah. And Um, so, yeah, yeah, he missed the playoffs two years in a row. uh, And, and, you know, but he is, uh, he's elite. He is crazy good. And having that uh, bourbon sponsorship at the back end of the Dodgers bullpen, I mean, that shortens games. If you've got Evan Phillips and Devin Williams, uh, you know you better get to the starting pitchers because you're not getting to that bullpen. Yeah, and for me too, I think the other thing with him and and you know, which makes more sense of somebody with like team control or two years team control specifically, is this Dodger core minus Walker Bueller, everybody's here for the next two seasons of the main players, you know, guys like Miguel Rojas, Margot, they're all on last year's deals, but like everybody that and Tioscar. But other than that, like everybody else is here for the next two years at least. So, you know, if you do make a move for it, uh, it, it becomes a little bit more justified in that sense of like, okay, we have, you know, Mookie and Freddie still in some of their primes, but also, you know, you don't know when father time will ever come for somebody. And I think that's the way they could justify. And I think for me, for any of the guys we talked about yesterday, you know, you pick two of them and the other four, I think, become somewhat available for somebody that upgrades your roster. I, you know, I don't want to say Devin Williams upgrades him significantly. Like, I think that might be too much of a big word, but I, I think if there's one step down from significantly. I think that's where he's at. Yeah. And, and that could be, uh, it, it, yeah, it, a reliever, even the best reliever in baseball, can only improve your team so much. And that's why the Dodgers don't make huge trades for relievers. Uh, but that's only half of the equation because the other reason they don't make huge trades for relievers is because relievers are, fo- are so volatile. And I think when it comes to performance, I think Devin Williams is as close to a sure thing as there is among relief pitchers at this point. You know, he's not like he's getting older, but he's not old. And I mean, in, in the four years since he came up and won rookie of the year, uh, he has a 175 ERA in 200 innings pitched. Like it is a, basically his entire career. His career ERA is 189, even with the 13 innings, uh, uh, you know, in 2019. Uh, he is the best relief pitcher in baseball. And when you've already added the best DH in baseball and the best uh, starting pitcher on the free agent market, and you know, until Corbin Burns got traded, Glassdown was probably the best starting pitcher who got traded this offseason. Dodgers have added so much this this offseason. Adding the best relief pitcher in baseball kind of seems like maybe it has to happen, you know? Okay, well, let's get greedy. I, I'm greedy. Official. <laughs> Make it happen, Andrew. Uh, we'll get Andrew Friedman on the show to explain to us exactly who he's going to trade for for to get Devin Williams. But, uh, you know, we'll see. So we are saying – not heartbroken the Dodgers didn't make the Burns trade uh, and ought to go get Devin Williams. And if Willie Adamas comes with them, we'll make it work, right? That's the official Locked on Dodgers stance. Yeah. All right. Bring me Devin Williams. That'll do it for today. Uh, you got anything else, Vince? 
I do not. We are another day closer. Next week, Dodgers will be reporting. Yeah, yeah, next week. Like, we are three weeks from yesterday, I think, is the Dodgers' first spring training game. So, like, we are really, really close. And baseball starts this month. It's the best thing about February is being able to say, hey, it's spring training month. So, uh, we're going to be with you all the time, just like we always are. That'll do it for us for today and for this week. Thank you, especially to our everydayers, for making us your first listen every weekday morning. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. And the easy way to do that is to be sure to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you know, Click the bell so you get notified when there's a new episode on YouTube, all that stuff. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to Join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers. Uh, text them back and forth with, uh, with us just a few bucks a month, and there's a free 14 day trial. You can check out the two 24 7 streaming channels on YouTube that the Locked On Podcast Network has. They're Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Uh, both very good channels uh, to have on. Just running in the background while you're working all day or whatever, get all your sports needs that way. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Both of our DMs are open there. You can email us anytime you want, lockedondodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good one.